teach you things that you really need to know? Well, I talk in the book about some fantastic work going on in Scotland where they've started using games, guitar here in particular. Students make up a band, they send it on tour, they then book hotels, they work in different languages, they do conversions, they release their band's album, they, they market it, they go to other schools and have playoffs and battles, and the act of play unlocks lots of incredible learning. Is it true that the U.S. Army is using video games to train soldiers now? That seems like uh, anathema one to the other. Well, it's interesting you say it seems like anathema, because if you look at the history of games, games and warfare are intimately linked throughout their history. And in fact, if you want to practice warfare, if you're an ancient Greek or a Bronze Age warrior, warfare cannot really be practiced except by playing games, because if you're not playing a game, people die. And yes, the US military is spending more than $6 billion annually on games and game-like simulations. And in fact, you're beginning to see, I think, a very disturbing collision between virtual and real environments where unpiloted drones and robots and that kind of technology are being controlled through video game interfaces, through virtual three-dimensional worlds that pretty much, at the flick of a switch, you can go from being in control of a virtual object in a virtual world to controlling a real drone or real robot in the real world. They are incredibly good at doing this, perhaps worryingly good. What about other areas of our lives? Could video games be used for political ends, for social ends? Could we develop political or social awareness with video games? Well, I think this is already happening, really. Some of the most impressive electoral achievements of the last few years have taken place in games. A game called EVE Online organized an election involving people in more than 50 countries to elect people on its stellar council in there. And then there are also lessons we can take away from, if you like, looking at how people behave in game environments, to do with economics, to do with politics, to do with cooperation. You, you recently did a TED Talk, um, and one of the things that was fascinating is an experience at Indiana University. They're, um, they've done away with grades in one uh, classroom experience, and in some senses almost taken the student out of the classroom and, and allowed the student to put an avatar in in its place. That's right, yeah. It's the idea of using an experience system rather than grading. And instead of whether you've got, you know, an A or a B or a C for a particular test, you're accumulating points on one large scale over time. And this has a number of advantages. People invest in this much more clearly on an emotional level. They own this steady, incremental progress of their little kind of character, their little miniature self. But also, they can see very clearly where they're going where they've come from, where they lie in relation to everywhere else. And this is very inspiring. It's one of the great things about a game is you walk in, you've never played before, and you see around you people who are powerful and expert and amazing, but you also exist on exactly the same sort of scale as them, and you can see your little experience points ticking over. If you work hard enough, you will get there, your experience will reach that level. And in a school, you know, you see usually no connection at all between the test you're doing and what someone who has a doctorate in physics or is a professor is doing. They're different worlds. It doesn't make sense. And the idea of this continual progress and the excitement it generates and the fact that it replaces this idea of sort of failure and punishment with continual incremental personal progress. This is all very powerful stuff. So what do you think about the future of the games? Where do you see video gaming going? 
The interesting thing for me is that a few years ago, people saw the future in terms of immersive virtual realities, which sort of vanish into virtual worlds. And in fact, the future is looking less and less like that. The future is looking more and more like a world in which people are casually playful, where people have a powerful mobile device in their bag and in their pocket, and they like logging in to play casual fun games and to do things asynchronously with each other which means I do a move now and then you know in a couple of hours time you can make your move or you can update your farm or harvest your crops and this barrier between sort of work and play I think is breaking down a bit. Several times in our conversation you've pointed out the the similarities between sport and games. Sport, of course, involves, in many cases, thousands of people watching as a game is played. And that, at least as far as I know, doesn't really happen in the world of video games.